The cytotelus idea, I mean, had been known since, presumably, what about the 1920s or thereabouts, yeah. uh, had been uh, included on a field survey uh, of Eastern Palestine by Nelson Gluck, and um, it wasn't really discovered because it, it, it's fairly obvious that it's there. I mean, it stands up as a fairly prominent mound, one of the most prominent mounds in that part of the central Jordan Valley. It was the Jordanian Department of Antiquities that suggested to me that I might like to resurrect the permit on Telesidea, which had obviously lapsed. And so I came back to the British Museum with that invitation almost and proposed it to uh, the trustees, the director and trustees, and they um, approved it. What happens um, when you want to excavate a site, in, certainly in Jordan, is that you have to apply to the Jordanian Department of Antiquities for what's called an excavation permit. You have to submit uh, a detailed proposal of what you want to do, why you want to do it, and what's called a logistic proposal of how you think you're going to set about doing it. Excavation permits are issued on an individual basis, not on an institutional basis. So in other words, if I were to go to uh, UC Berkeley tomorrow, I would basically take the excavation with me. The site of Telesidea is what we call a tell site, in other words, an occupation mound. Um, and Telesidea is a peculiar one in a way in that it's a double mound. And so we talk about an upper tell and a lower tell. Together, I suppose the two elements is probably in the order of 12 to 13 hectares. So it's one of the biggest sites in, in the Jordan Valley, I would say, bigger than Deir Allah, for example. Oh. I'm sure Rupert would agree that there's always a question when you take on a, uh, a site of this size of where you're going to dig to get the maximum benefit. Uh, generally speaking, I mean, it, it's almost self-evident in a way, because if you're, going, if you're interested, let's say, in the uh, defences of the site, then obviously you're going to need uh, a trench which goes through uh, the upper edge of your tell. This trench here is almost guaranteed to pick up defensive circuits, city walls uh, and so forth. Um, beyond that you tend to look for natural features. Uh, for example, over here, not shown on this plan, but you can see on the contours there is an existing depression and that indicated to us that it could be perhaps one of the main gateways at that point. So we decided to put a trench there. In a very large-scale season, such as the 1989 season, where we basically had six excavation areas open at once, uh, you need to think about your staffing levels and the sort of people that you're going to take. One of the big operations in 89 was to work in the cemetery area, so that meant in addition to your uh, skilled, as it were, excavation super field supervisors who are archaeologists, we needed to have a human bone specialist, in fact we had two that season, uh, specialist draftsmen experienced in recording uh, skeletal remains, um, a whole raft of environmental scientists who will look at both uh, uh, the botany and the zoology of the, uh, of the remains. Um, we had a geomorphologist that season too, um, your finds draftsman, uh, a conservator. It's a, a part of the responsibility of a, a foreign expedition to conserve, at least to first aid standard, the objects that are staying in the country. So I suppose 89 we had about a team, was it about 25 on the staff? Yes, it was about that, yes. About 25 staff, um, of which I suppose only about 
eight or nine were excavators. The rest were specialists of various sorts. Um, and we would, on a, an operation on that scale, we would reckon to employ about 100 local workmen. Um, we have examined the possibility of using uh, geophysics uh, in order to determine perhaps where um, important deposits or buildings might lie. Uh, but to be honest, it was a total failure. We tried three methods of geophysics. We used archaeomagnetism, um, ground penetrating radar, and what was the other Resistivity. one? Resistivity. Uh, the difficulty is, on a tell site like ours, the stratigraphy is so unbelievably complex that you cannot simply separate out by geophysics any meaningful units. All of these things are scrambled up together. On a site which has relatively shallow stratigraphy and simple buildings, then you may stand a chance. Also, we're dealing with mud brick architecture, sometimes in, in uh, some of our phases, not really with very profound stone foundations, if, if, if at all. And there's very little difference in density between the uh, building material and the earth around it. And so it just didn't pick up anything.